0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the Teacher Takeaway podcast. You are joining us for episode 19, and we are back with our normal Teacher Takeaway team. We have the wonderful James Gray. Hello, everyone. Beck West. Hi, everybody. Alice Biggers.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. And...
0: I am Aaron, obviously, and this week for episode 19, we are talking about building a positive school culture. So our inquiry question for this episode is how do we build, support, and maintain a positive school culture? So I guess we're going to break down um, different aspects of school culture and talk about staff and students and um, parents in the community. But this is all about whether I guess you're in leadership How do you foster and build and grow that positive school culture? But as a staff member... Um, how do you support that as well? You might not be, I guess, necessarily the person directly building the school culture, but you have a part to play in helping support that positive school culture and climate. So we're going to dive right in and we're going to start with um, looking at staff and colleagues. So, um, Beck, let's throw it open to you to start with. What are some of, I guess, your thoughts, your ideas, your top tips around building that positive school culture amongst staff?
2: Something that we've been doing at our school recently has been based on the Berry Street education model. So in that model, it means that the day starts for every class with a welcome circle. And there's quite a specific structure to it. Uh, If you look it up online, you'll see what the steps are. But essentially, you know, there's a greeting, you set up the expectations, and then you do these things uh, called positive primers, which is... I guess for lack of a better description, picture like a really fun game or a brain break, but it's really um, uh, positively geared towards starting the day on a good note. So sometimes it generates a little bit of a giggle, might get the body moving, get the juices flowing, that kind of thing. And that's how you set up the day. And then you have a conversation around what went well during that positive primer. And we've been doing it with staff before our admin meetings once a week. And you can see such a, a shift in the, the pre-coffee lull <laughs> that happens <laughs> in the morning when you're drudging yourself in for the admin meeting for the week, uh, we have our... Uh, we have our professional learning meeting once a week in the afternoon, but once a week we have the admin meeting, which is the morning. And that's literally, literally admin, you know, communication about organization. You know, for example, NADOC Day, we're celebrating tomorrow. So it could be organization. It could be a reminder about, uh, you know, putting updates on central or absences or whatever. Um, and, we always start with uh, acknowledgement of country and then go into the messages. And so now this goes from acknowledgement to country, our, our principles report, and then we do our welcome circle. And it's great. We've had people sharing different announcements, like uh, they're expecting a baby or someone said they bought their first home or someone else became a grandparent. Um, and it's just a fun way to get uh, the day started. And thankfully, the people that have been running it have coordinated these activities, these games in a way where we have to purposely go and interact with some other people so one activity was everybody has to roam just literally roam chaotically in any kind of um uh, pattern around the space and then stop and tell the person closest to you your favorite movie and why so quickly you know for 20 seconds you're just having a little conversation all right roam again everyone's roaming 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 okay stop person nearest you tell them your favorite food and why and you just get to know maybe a little bit more about your colleagues as you're doing it and, and uh walking around the room and doing things like that and I, it's making a difference i think
3: 100 and what have you observed so far beck like what kind of differences since you've been starting to implement that model in in those meetings what what are some of the differences you've observed
2: uh i think one of the things you can see is, um, you know when colleagues normally find the spot in the room that they always want to sit in. Yeah, <laughs> creatures
3: a habit. Yeah, <laughs>
2: particularly at the back. No, um, <laughs> um I, I think you find some people sort of not being as territorial <laughs> about yeah, yeah. where they sit now that we're getting to know colleagues a little bit better. And I, I've mentioned before we have a, had a big um, turnover in staff this year as well, yeah. so um, you can see some of those new staff members. I guess looking a bit more comfortable in the space that they're in and talking to people a bit more before the meeting actually starts the chit chat that sort of happens beforehand you see it a bit more um I I think to it get, maybe um gets us that little bit more energized so that as we're coming in for admin it's not like the you can see some people, you know, zone out—the <laughs> yeah. blank look across the face, like, "Oh, I'll read the minutes later." <laughs> some yeah, look yeah. On their face, it's not happening so much. I think people are more receptive to what's going on because it—it's not set up to be a dreary sort of meeting. It's like, "No, no, no we're doing something fun and engaging," and this is—we're explicit around this is to prime us and this is for our well-being and positivity um, as a staff. So, you can see the little things that are, are shifting.
3: No. I really like that um idea and where and it comes from the berry street model you were sharing back
2: yeah berry street education model b-e-s-m for short if anyone's keen on learning about trauma-informed practices I highly recommend it
0: sounds good
3: what about you James what are some of your um your thoughts and tips I really like um like Beck was just discussing because I think developing a positive school culture and obviously being in a in a leadership position um I I think it all comes down to our systems and processes that we implement within the school but also um how we carry ourselves around the school I think one simple thing regardless of your role in the school how you carry yourself around that school and how you interact with your teachers that's one simple thing that you can do to um, positively contribute to your school culture. And, and what I mean by that is do when you walk past someone, do you have a smile on your face? Do you, do, do you say hello? Do you acknowledge someone when you walk past them? I think simple little things like that of having respect for your colleagues um, and being a positive contrib- contribution to your staff, um, regardless of your role. That's something I think, uh, and I'm sure all our listeners will agree with, that we have so many systems and processes within our school that take away from our core business of teaching and learning. So something that I know, obviously starting in a new setting and and seeing um, one of the examples just to share, because there's so many different things that we could go into, but we're just sharing some small examples um, today, is really from a meetings perspective, um, that what we have, and I know that we've sh- um, shared briefly is um, for when each school has their administration meeting which is their communication meeting where they go through things um, something that we've tried to get value back in time for staff is just having a read-only section which the expectation of um, the staff is to have read that before the meeting and then there's a discussion part so then that communication meeting which was tended to go for 30 or 40 minutes is now down to 10 minutes then it goes straight into professional learning in that afternoon. So that's way of getting one meeting back um a week. Um, so that's one small system and only one small um thing. But other things that we've got in place um, and I think it's conscious in, in our forward planning of what we do as an exec is that we actively plan for not just one well-being week, so to speak, or one well-being day, that we thoroughly plan throughout each term opportunities, whether it's from the canceling of meetings, whether it's putting something special on for staff, whether it's organizing additional um, um, uh, um activities for staff. So it's really forward planning and acknowledging that. You know when we put um, um, things in place that they're sustainable and they're meaningful and not tokenistic. Because I think a big part of building a positive school culture is making sure the mental health and the well-being of staff are at a good place. And I really believe that's a success indicator of seeing if you have a positive school culture is how are how is the well-being of your staff and, and something. That I've found, which is interesting in, um, again, starting in a new context this year, something that we do to provide teachers with an additional two hours um, RFF on a fortnight basis is Sports and Schools Australia. So every fortnight, each stage um, gets two hours additional time off because sports in school will take their class to do their sport. And then that's a time for that stage to sit down with our APC and I's to go through all their data on a fortnightly basis to review their um, teaching and learning cycle and identify any areas of needs. And the feedback from staff has been so amazing because of that additional two hours that they're getting in that time, which is about working with the APC and eyes to, to review that point in time snapshot. They're getting, the two hours for their class is actually for their class opposed to um, um, taking into other considerations. And also when it comes to their stage meetings, because they're doing a lot of that data analysis and um, et cetera in that CESA time, that stage meeting is a little bit shorter and they can focus on some different areas. So just in those brief examples again of what I shared there, just some small initiatives that what we're doing for staff in trying to build a positive school culture. Yeah, that's great. Some really good ideas there, James. Thanks for, for sharing
0: those. What about you, Alice?
1: I've got two. Um, the first one I think that is really important in terms of building that positive school culture is having that clear vision and articulating that to your staff so everybody knows where you're headed and they're part of the process in, t- in determining how You will get there, and how we evaluate um, our our success and our impact along the way. I think um, that's an important part to helping teachers to see the valuable work that they do, and that they are not just a teacher in isolation in the classroom, but they are part of the big broader vision of what it is that we're trying to achieve um, in your in our context. And the other one. I had was around gratitude and the importance of you know taking the time to recognize the little things that people do day in and day out that you know generally go unnoticed Um, in our staff room this term one of the teachers as part of our um, well-being PLC initiatives has put up a staff shout out wall and so people can go along and just post a little ticket of of things that they want to express gratitude for that somebody else has done for them, or for somebody else that they have kind of noticed um, as as they're going about their their daily work. And every time, like it's right in the middle of the staff room, so every time people come in, it's like, oh, what? Who's got a shout out today? And what have they <laughs> been doing? And it creates that conversation around, oh yeah, I really noticed, you know, that so and so had done had done this. I like the way they're doing that, and it just creates that, a really nice platform to share that recognition more broadly with with everyone.
0: Yep. Excellent. <laughs> love the um love the shout-outs, um, the shout-out for stuff. We have one and I think it's sort of become forgotten about. So you've just uh, refreshed my mind about we need to we need to get that back up and happening um and you know make that sort of more obvious and you know encourage people to do it more often. But one thing we do is um our principal and our deputy every week. We start off our communication meeting with um, acknowledgement. So it's it's more that public shout out to some people in that week who have, you know, who have done something that's, you know, that's had an impact, whether it be a big thing or just something little. Um, and so we can, you know, um, as the executive, we often will nominate, oh, hey, can we, can we give an acknowledgement to this person this week or um, that kind of thing by, you know, being on top of what's happening in our teams and things like that. Um, and the other thing that we have at my school, which um, is is good for well being, and it's sort of an ongoing thing, we've got two things. So we have a um, weekly morning tea, and so the deal is that every um, team and every stage. sort of split up over the term in different groups to provide morning tea so we do it on a Tuesday when we have most of our staff there and it's an all-in thing so everybody does you know one go in the term um, to just encourage people because we can get so busy and we can stay in our room and mark and catch up but we find on that Tuesday like everybody's there like you know and let's be real if I'm having a day like a morning I wake up, I'm like, I'm feeling tired today. I'm like, no, nah, it's Tuesday. Morning tea's on. I'm going <laughs> in, <people>. um, <laughs> Got to go for that morning tea. It, yeah. it's, it's honestly something that the staff do look forward to. Like yeah. it's morning tea this week and everybody's there. It's just a good chance for people to connect um amongst staff and have some, enjoy some food. Everyone loves a bit of free food. Um yeah, but it's just something that we all do. Every Everybody's on the roster, you know, one time in the term from, you know, stage teams to executives to RFF people and all those kind of people. It's just a couple of people a week that provide morning tea. and um, We have that every Tuesday at my school. And then the other thing is we have a, we call it a social club. Um, and we've got the majority of people that are in the social club. So it's a paid, a paid thing. So it's um, with our staff, $10 a term. And what happens is the social team organise different events. Um, You pay your $10 and that covers you for any social events that are happening. Um, So this Friday we're having fish and chips for lunch. So the social social club is providing fish and chips. But what we also do is um, we use that, that pool of money to, if someone's going through something and they need to be sent flowers or someone's getting married or something, rather than sending around a thing to try and get a collection and you feel like every week you're giving Sometimes money to different things. There's that pool of money that goes towards those certain things. That's like the staff are supporting you. You know, whether you've lost somebody, you're in hospital, you'll get a bunch of flowers delivered. You know, if you've got something to celebrate, like a wedding, you get like a small gift and a card from the staff, and and something that you know is just people people you know contribute financially. But something that we can you know do things ongoing as they need to. Um, as there's needs in pe- different people's lives and circumstances, we can respond to it um, straight away because, you know, we go, oh, this person's ha- um this has happened, we can, we've we got the money, we can, you know, do the flowers or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing we do at my school, the, the staff social club.
2: We're, we're doing that right at the moment, it, it, the the money pool. We've got a couple of staff leaving and we've got um, two uh... Members of staff due to have babies. This is on top of having a million babies um, coming out of COVID. A million, um, million a mil- a mil- I'm not joking. Like, I think we have six, six um, staff members on maternity leave at the moment who all fell pregnant during um, COVID lockdown. <laughs> um, there
3: wasn't much uh, else to do, was there?
2: It's no, <laughs> so, uh, but we also have um, two male members of staff who whose wives are expecting. And today we had a baby daddy shower mm-hmm. <laughs> for our baby daddies <laughs> and farewells. And it, yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those things where we we're not doing the pool at the moment. We have done it in the past, but the people who ran that aren't there with the staff turnover. So yeah, it was one of those things. It's like, oh my god, I've got four people to contribute for mm. this week. um That's going to take a hit to the purse. But obviously, you know, well. Um, good reason for for doing it but it can be hard at that time but yeah I, I like the fact that we do those things we have little baby showers like yeah. so yeah. we did the game with all the baby photos and everything and then did a cahoot on um who's who with all the baby photos and had a bit of fun that way it's just nice to have a giggle mm. sometimes yeah. in the afternoon with your staff yeah. yeah
0: yeah little things like that and and i think that makes it a big difference so really mm. some really great ideas there some of them which i think I'll be borrowing so thank you uh Thank you, team. If um, we're done, no one's got any other ideas for that building that positive staff culture. We might dive into students. So, how do we how do we build that positive culture with our students? Let's start off with you, James. What have you got for us?
3: The the big thing is valuing and um, each and every student's voice within your classroom. Um, something that we discussed in one of the previous episodes: a student voice. Um, A key important thing for every student is that they feel that they have a voice that is valued and that they feel that their classroom teacher will act upon um, their voice and acknowledge it in a genuine way. Um, So I think really building that positive school culture within your classroom with your students within the classroom initially, it's about actively providing students a voice in all areas of that classroom. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we've discussed again in previous episodes of what that will look like, but also out in the playground. You know, oh, I know man. that we are so often so um, tired, exhausted. Um, we, we don't get time to go to the staff room, anything else, but something personally for me. Um, um, early on in my career I was out in that playground playing handball kicking the ball on the oval with the kids because I knew the time that I invested out in that playground of building relationships with all the different students it would help me so much in the long run it didn't matter what class I taught next year or it didn't matter what group that I had to do I had a relationship with every Mm. student within that school at a different level and the, the excitement on those students' faces when they get to see and engage with you on a different level, um, it, it really assisted me. So building a positive school culture with those students in the classroom, again, providing an active voice, then my one idea that I was sharing with students outside the classroom is being visible and doing those little extras um, out on the playground mm-hmm. duty of joining in in a game with those students. Yeah. The yep. smile on their face, they'll never forget it. Yeah. My um, my
0: first principal that I worked for used to call it taking the temperature. And he would go, I'm going out to take the temperature. And he would walk around the playground and he would always talk about the, the vibe and the feel that you can get about what's happening in your school from um, going and taking the temperature. And it's funny because I even say that now. I'm just going for a walk to take the temperature um and like you said in the playground it's good if you're in a role um where you're you're off class you have the opportunity even doing the same in classrooms popping in not with an agenda not because you you've got to do something but you just I'm just popping in to say hi um and I think that makes a lot and you know in my role where I'm off class that's one thing that I love is getting to pop into classrooms and um the power of knowing a kid's name you know when I'll pop into someone's class that's not my own and I'll go oh hey James and they're like you know my how name you, yeah yeah okay of course powerful. i know your name it's just little things like that that you said like you can get to know the kids that that aren't in your class it makes a huge difference for those kids to to feel that like you know that they are they're known and you know they're valued um simply by going you know hey james how you going yeah it blows their mind how do you know my name <laughs> um, yeah what about cool. you
3: beck Oh, sorry, James, you were no, going to jump in? Uh, the only bit I was going to add on or or even that time that they'll come up if you're just walking your class to a different thing, oh, Mr. J, you're going to play handball at lunch?
2: You mm-hmm. though from yeah. that
3: one thing, based upon that one interaction that you had, it's really absolutely beautiful. Yeah, makes a big difference.
0: Beck.
2: That's it. Um, I, I like those those intentional moments that you're talking about, James, where you go, yeah, I'm going to go and play handball with Johnny because I know it will make that difference. And you can do that in the classroom. Like, obviously, as an exec, we try and do that sort of thing wherever we can across the school because we're not in the classroom 24-7 being able to build that relationship with the kids. But, I mean, if you're that class teacher and you're thinking, oh, God, this kid's driving me crazy. How do I build a positive relationship when this one just keeps really pushing my buttons? Um Sometimes it just really works to find that thing that they're interested in and link it in somewhere. And a very specific example I can think about was when I had a year two class and there was one kid, I was struggling to form a relationship. He had a lot of walls up for various reasons. And um, I knew he liked fishing with his dad. And that's an in. I, I do like fishing. My husband is really good at fishing. Um, and it's things that we've done in the past. I'm hopeless at it, even though I enjoy doing it, I'm terrible at it. Um, but I would try and find a way to sort of bring that into the conversation, uh, intentionally, but maybe not always even with him necessarily just near him. I wasn't trying to force myself into his world. I was just trying to make sure that he knew that we had a connection between our world so that he could feel that sense of, um, Uh, connectedness somehow and then you'd see on those good days he would be kind of like oh yeah what do you catch like what do you fish you know (laughs) you know those little things and and you have to be um, uh, think of like oh it's a terrible um, phrasing but think of like you know the the cat you don't want to scare the cat you don't want to make them Mm. sort of get skittish you know um, you don't want to be like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're talking to me, or I'm glad you're so interested. It's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, I've, I've been deep sea fishing before. Yeah, I got really sick too. You know, <laughs> um, you know, kids love those stories that that yeah. just kind of distract them from what it is that you're actually trying to do, which is 100%. form some kind of bond. You know, yeah. um, and um, and and just try and get them in uh, a, a little bit like that by being quite intentional it means taking the time to get to know what Mm. those kids like um I've I've had uh, kids before um that are my daughter is also into this manga and anime type stuff and I really struggle with it but if you can find one character or one show that you could learn a little bit about Mm. uh it makes such a difference
0: yeah I was going to jump on that Beck and say too and even if it's not something like honestly fishing is not my thing (laughs) But if it's not, like, like you said, find out something about it, Mm. Um, you know, like for instance, you know, I've I've had kids before and they're into Pokemon and I'm sorry, like I couldn't care about Pokemon. But as soon as I talked about Charizard, like I, like I'd learned a Pokemon's name and I asked a few questions, like it was, it was a totally, totally different shift in the dynamic. So, you know, like you said, figuring out like, okay, I know they like, I don't know much about it. I'm going to do some research and try and engage with them in a conversation and they're like oh what you like pokemon i'm like oh yeah it's okay I'm cool charizard's my favorite if you, know.
2: if you can also if you can learn to draw any of those things i'm talking get onto a youtube guided drawing mm. video if you yeah. can draw Kids that thing, people oh man yes
0: mm. <laughs> yeah little things like that makes a big difference
2: yeah, and, and that's the part about like obviously those non-intentional interactions are in the spur of the moment when you can, you know, get the vibe that they're having a good day and, and you know, they're, mm. they're open to a conversation. You grab them whenever you can, but sometimes it really takes yeah. being intentional and sitting back and thinking, all right, how am I going to mm. handpick this moment where I am going to focus solely on building a really good yeah. um, positive yeah. relationship with this kid or within this classroom or the, or the environment that you're working with?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a funny real life story, people. So I mean, I watch football sometimes. It's not my favorite thing. Sometimes it's not, biggest, <laughs> it's not the biggest footy fan, like not the biggest footy fan. But I knew that there was this kid in my class, and I knew who his favorite team was. So sometimes I'd be like, okay, I want to engage with him in a conversation, build that rapport. I would go onto the you know to YouTube, and I would be like highlights from like say. Sundays, um just
1: the highlights.
0: Just the highlights, and so I watch it. Game. No, but then I watch it. Like, oh, how good was that try? That you know, today's score. <laughs> it's like, oh, did yeah. you watch it? I'm like, yeah, I watched it. It was rad. <laughs> you know, don't know what I mean? Like, it was just a little thing. Like, okay, I've got to just have a talking point to engage with. You know, this this child. I'm not watching the whole football game. Give me the highlights from you know whatever his favorite team was game on the weekend. Watch that two minute clip, and oh, let's okay, even talk about that. Oh, what about that ref call? Eat, he's eating out of the palm of my hand didn't even watch the game have
2: you ever watched the it crowd where there's an app that teaches them how to speak football yes yeah. i kind <laughs> of like that. that that's that's you, my little tip you ever use your socks to your advantage like oh, if there's absolutely an interest so oh.
0: every day it's a talking point in my room mr J. what are your socks and so yeah yeah all the time
2: you could have saved yourself the highlight reel and just worn footy socks. It's
0: true, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to get myself some footy socks. That's a good one. Um, how about you, Alice? What are some of your, your tips and thoughts?
1: Well, on, on the uh, same kind of line of, of socks, we had a, I used to have an AP that I worked with um, in a previous context who would have different ties. Mm-hmm.
2: And even ah. even
1: um, staff, every day he came to work and it's like, what kind of a tie has he got on today? And no matter where we were, staff and students would be walking up going, right, what's the meaning behind this tie? Where'd you get it from?
2: Who bought it for you? Like, are we looking talking lots of themes here? Or? Yeah, different,
1: different pictures and things, like not just your standard black tie or blue tie or striped tie. It had pictures, they had pictures on them, like your like your um, crazy socks do. Mm-hmm. And there was always this, these really cool stories behind how he got this tie or um you know why i really liked it and it was just kind of a yeah. nice little kind of a talking moment and it just mm. that talking about the socks just reminded me of that yes <laughs> um but i was going to say and piggybacking off off those incidental conversations is making a point of connecting with the kids you know if you know and it's a lot easier in, i guess in my context living in a relatively small town where everybody knows everybody <laughs> um is you know going oh you know i know you know, Beck and, and Aaron, you know, they play sport on the weekend and connecting with them like, Oh, how'd your team go on the weekend? What position did you play? Like Mm -hmm. just remembering those little things that are, that are going on in, in their lives or things that they've told you in the past about what, what it is that they're into makes a big difference when Mm -hmm. you, particularly when you're wandering around on playground duty. And I often, you know, when you, when you're doing the rounds, um, often have kids walk up and just go oh you know we won on the weekend just to share what what they had been doing or um you know I play netball at the local netball courts and the kids lots of the kids are down there so they're always like oh we saw you play on the weekend miss (laughs) like and it's just like oh that's so embarrassing (laughs) But, but it opens up that nice line of communication and 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 stuff like that so it's yeah, being part of the community is
2: so effective, whether it's oh, it a school is. town or not, just being being visible and being seen. Yeah. yeah. And and
1: kids love to see you, like, they, they're weirded out by the fact that you have a life outside of school. But they love, <laughs> you sleep they love sleep. to see you out in the community and they get really excited. And their parents, like, you know, if they're not overly au fait with who you are, they like, you know, they shoot you some weird looks, like, who are you talking to? Like you're talking <laughs> to this to this stranger. But no, it's really nice to um have that connection with the kids outside of the school community and be able to use that to build those that positive school climate in the playground and in the classrooms. But another one I was going to say was um, piggybacking off what you were saying back with the staff about having the welcome circle. We've actually put that into each of our classrooms, so every class starts their day with a with a welcome circle. Sharing sharing news with their peers around, you know, stuff that's that's exciting for them in their life or things perhaps that aren't so, you know, so nice. Perhaps there has been a death of an animal or a family member or, um, you know, something that they just want to share and have the support of their peers. Um, but they really love those positive primers. Mm. It, it really kind of hooks them in and gets them some. Gets in, a, in the good feels for the day. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how what's happened before school or how they've walked in the school gates, that is enough to, you know, hook them in and get them get them settled and get them ready for learning, which is really nice. Yeah.
2: Even, even the older kids, you think, oh, six won't get into it. No. Nah, well, they love it. They love it more than the yeah. kinders. Yeah, they mm. get into it. Yeah. The moment you don't do it, they're all over it. That's yeah. And the good thing is, too, is that if you're embedding it, obviously, as a whole school expectation, even when a casual teacher comes in, the kids are like, we're supposed to be doing welcome circle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's good. Good. I was just going to jump in off um, what you were saying to Alison. Um, I think that, you know, you said you got that advantage being in a small town where you do see each other outside of. Um, school so they they sort of know what you're into but I think as teachers too we um we are afraid of sharing some of those things about who we are as people and I think that's important that we we do like we let our kids know that we're we're real people and we have real interests you know what I mean? that we we do hob- we have hobbies or we do stuff outside of school or we we have our own family and kids and we you know yep. those kind of things like sometimes i think we're a bit protective like we know we're not being inappropriate but we're we're letting them know we're finding that common ground with them and we're letting them know that we're real people too you know yeah. kids in my class they know i'm mad for captain america um you know they know that that's something i love and it's, you know, you're just sharing those things about us. Like you said, if you're not in a small community, we can still create that feel of, you know, where we're a part of each other's lives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're real people as well. Yeah. And, you know, we're having a bad day. I, I'm always about being honest and, you know what, saying, you know what, guys, I'm having a bad day today. You know, letting them see that that's normal too. It builds that, I guess, that reciprocal trust and respect of, you know, no one's perfect. We all have bad days. Um you know, it's okay to be real and a real person with our students as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into biggest bigger picture now, parents and community. So I'm going to come back to you, Alice. Um, how do we foster or build that positive school culture um on a bigger picture with parents and our communities?
1: One of the things that we have found really effective and it's you know, for students as well as bringing bringing the community in and, and engaging them is holding a color run. Color runs are great so fun. The kids love it, the teachers love it, and the parents are so engaged and in getting involved and everyone loves to throw things at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we all permission. just secretly want to throw things at
0: kids. <laughs> with permission.
2: We're allowed with, to like, throw permission. things. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> do you Absolutely. do like an obstacle course or is it like just a run around the oval with people hurling colour powder? Um,
1: we kind of throw a bit of an obstacle course into our oval so that Mm -hmm. you've got you know different kind of checkpoints but they've got a course that they run through um and we connect with our local kind of food vans get them on site to um do a bit of catering that parents and, and the kids can go and order you know hot chocolates and drinks and little um kind of snacky kind of things that they can then share with the with their parents in our school grounds which is has been a really positive way of getting the broader community into our school and supporting local businesses and helping to, you know, bridge and build connections beyond the gates of of our school.
0: Beck, what have you got for us?
2: Food, always food. Anything involving food, always food, especially in uh, my school community, which is highly multicultural you the food is amazing I swear we are obviously very hard to do with COVID lockdown and all sorts of restrictions but um often when we're having uh, an event that brings people together it's around food so we celebrated Eid um uh, oh a month a month ago I think oh my gosh that feels like so long ago now um But the parents, our parents particularly, love cooking and sharing their culture through food. And when you go in and you get so many uh, different people there, and I love the fact too that we've got this combination of um, Vietnamese, Samoan, we've got... um, Uh, some Chinese families as well we've got some refugee families in there that that all come in and they all ask each other about their foods and then start sharing recipes the mums are all there sharing recipes with each other they'll go and they'll taste and then they'll talk about whatever and ask oh have you tried it with lamb instead or whatever and it's just this wonderful dynamic and food (laughs) everywhere which is great and you can just see those um bonds being formed around um, the, the, the combination of people just coming together to share in something. It doesn't have to be for uh, a cultural event per se, even when we've had, um, a, you know, a, a parent-teacher afternoon with a sausage sizzle, you know, that kind of a thing. Or we've had the bunning sausage sizzle before mm. and, and you see the families come together and all have a chat and, and just sort of form those relationships that way. And it just it just oozes positivity when you come together to break bread.
1: Do you find it's easier for, like, when you've got new families, those kind of events help them connect?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And especially families dealing with trauma. So I'm going to try and not be specific about this because it's one parent in general that has very high anxiety about leaving the home um, and feel has started off joining us. Um, very scared to bring the children to school because of that high anxiety. But when there's something involved in the community with food and eating, it's almost like a safety net that we're just going for a meal nothing else. We're not going to hear about reports. I'm not going to do a job. There's no expectations of me to, to have to talk to teachers or, or do something important, like go see the principal, you know, it's a bit scary to go to the office, you know, that kind of thing. It's just literally taking the kids for a feed. Um, it, it's, it's yeah, breaks down the walls a little bit. And that parent uh, has now gone from joining us for those events to now coming to some of our um, parent sessions, information sessions that we've had on like um, math strategies for your kids at home and writing notes and everything. And it's just, um, uh, I don't know, so so great to see that development for a, a person that found it so scary to come through the school That's gates. The creation of safe space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Through food. Yeah, <laughs> to eat. We love it. Love Everybody food. loves it. It's I think uni- so. Universal and I think just, language. Yeah, especially with teachers. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just look at your morning tea. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I went to a school that did have the morning teas and I swear I gained 10 kilos <laughs> in that first term that I was there. But, it, yeah, it is. It's just one of those things that I guess breaks down the barriers when we all come together to eat because it's a, it's a human need. We all need to eat. <laughs>
3: mm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And why not enjoy it? Yeah. Mm. And I'll just share a couple of examples of building a positive school culture with um, parents community and adding on to what um, Alice and Beck have already said. I think, It starts from a parent's perspective of how they feel welcome to school. So something that we try to do is have an executive member at the front gate um, every day. So one of our staff duties as well is we have a staff member at the front gate every day and their job is to welcome students and welcome parents um, to school every day. And something that we try to do is also have an executive member up there as well um, and also in the afternoons because that's just a simple thing straight away that they're greeted with a smile on their face and they're being welcomed to school. So that's something that we do, which is an easy practice, and mm. it's been great feedback as well from some of our parents because that teacher is able to assist some of those anxious students straight away. And something we do have as well, our we two um, year six student leaders. They're at the front gate as well, and they're greeting parents and students, and their role is to take some of our anxious little younger ones down to class in lines as well. So that's one little thing of making our parents feel welcome to the school. The next one that Alice was kind of sharing, having regular and frequent school events um, that have been organised, which are a little bit different. That's what the community love. They love coming in and seeing their kids and being engaged in something that is just seeing a smile on their kids' faces. So whether it's from your Mother's Day picnic, your Father's Day breakfast, your your discos, your colour runs, all your different events, having meaningful and regular um, events where your parents are, are coming in for those different reasons to being actively engaged in the school um and an initiative that i've um started in my well i didn't start in my previous context but i've taken over to my new context is called a community coffee and chat so it's just creating an informal opportunity of parents coming in we organize part of our budget to have a coffee van in parents get a coffee they come in and have a yarn for an hour and it's just you know, the kind of structure of it is one thing we have a community service that comes in to talk about things that are relevant for our community. We'll then talk one small little thing about the school. Then it's just having a general chat with a coffee about how they're finding the school and passing on some informal feedback. It's, it's not a PNC meeting where they're raising concerns or anything individual about their children. It's none of that. It's talking about what's working at Blue Haven Public School and how they're feeling at the moment. So they're just some little ideas of, what I've found to prove to, to have been effective in building positive um, school culture with parents and community members.
1: And just jumping off the back of that, James, one of the things that I, my previous context has done is to have a, um, a little learner's reading time. So you your kids that before they come to kindergarten, engaging them early on um, in just coming in, let's read a book in our school library and, and get to know you know some of the staff and and the library space and just enjoy a book yeah you know, and get to know some other kids that are of a similar age and it's a really nice way to build those early connections with you know, and those
3: students becoming familiar with the school setting to, yeah. um, to take away from some of that anxiety and stress and um sometimes sometimes those attachment issues yeah. yeah. I, I was going to mention now that you've mentioned that Alice, I um, saw not
0: my school, one school that runs like an informal at play group yeah. Um, for that similar, that early, I guess, um, transition to school to get to the school, the staff and some of the spaces. And it's just informal parents bring their kids and they stay with them. And it's just a chance for the kids to play and build connections, parents to build connections as well. Um, but that's a great idea. Really, mm-hmm. really simple little thing um, that you, you know, you can do. And I, I'm always big on phone calls, um, touching base with parents throughout the term, um, with good news stories, not with an agenda, um, because there's an issue, um, but, you know, touching base and going, Hey, just wanted to tell you good news story. Um, this is it. If you, if it's not, um, a phone call, um, even, you know, getting like a little like a postcard that says good news say good that. news from the teacher <laughs> and you can scribble a little note on there. Hey Beck, you know, James did a really great speech this week. Super proud of him. Just sending stuff like that home, um, having that positive interaction. Um I hate it as you know an assistant principal when I say oh hey it's Aaron Aaron calling no, like, oh, oh, they like what's he done? <laughs> like what I have has to James we, done now. There's nothing it's not bad news. Oh, good. But do you know what I mean? Just having those positive interactions. Yeah.
3: Aaron, adding on to that point, and it's always a self-assessment for myself when I call a parent and they go, you know, what we just said, what's he's done now? Yeah, yeah. That's a reflection on me to go, what are we doing as a school and how, ma- mm. how many times are we calling to share positive news with that parent? Because yeah. those calls are so important. Yeah. And, and if you're so hearing powerful. from a parent when you called that, you've... You've got to f- review what's happening. Yeah, it's
0: but it's, it's usually
3: two things. What have they done? Or
0: oh no, is there a is there an emergency? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: um But they I think by again? yeah, as yeah. A, even <laughs> you know, as a classroom teacher, that's a simple little practice to embed. Yeah. You know, trying to make a goal of you know, I'm going to do a positive news um, for every kid once a term, whether it's a yeah. phone call or a postcard note home. Um, particularly especially those parents that might not get a lot of those they're really important to um, to be making sure we're touching base with them about the good the good things and that are happening but all kids
3: as well everyone that, everyone loves to hear their kids done something good success yeah. looks different for every student mm. you yeah. know so sharing you know success might be that a student stayed in the classroom for 10 minutes out of a six hour day you know but how great is that little johnny was in that room for 10 minutes and mm-hmm. but i know that's changing away from the example but success looks different for every student yeah. sharing those positivity Aaron I think is so important to like you're saying building that positive school culture with those parents in hearing yeah. those things makes it makes a big difference yeah
1: one of the so, things that we're doing this term um is we're sending home little celebrating success postcards um, to our students via snail mail so it's addressed to the kid going home in the post Mm because you know kids love to receive who
0: doesn't love getting Well, the kids will learn what the post
3: probably even is exactly (laughs) exactly, and
1: they'll they'll get to see you know stamps possibly for the first time yeah (laughs) just to celebrate um we've seen lots of really positive growth in student learning and so we really wanted to celebrate that not just amongst our staff but with our students and and share that more broadly with our parent community and so we're sending home some some postcards to um, students across kindergarten to year six and they're not your typical you know top of the class mm. kids we went with you know kids that have made x amount of growth or whatever and then and lots of them are kids that are you know that they struggle with particular areas but they're working hard to to close that gap and they've made really good growth and we're, you know, making a point of really celebrating that even though, you know, that there's difficulties there and, and you know, we've had conversations around, look, your child's, you know, finding this particular area hard, they mm-hmm. are doing some really good things and we want to celebrate that.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's a really, a really good thing to do, Alice. Yeah. Um, so great example. Love the snail mail idea too because it's mm. just so engaging. Yeah. It's just How the, often
1: do kids get things via yeah. snail mail? So it would
0: be nice. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, well, we've come to that point in the episode, guys, where we start to wrap it up and we we share our key takeaways. So I'm going to go first for this one so that um, I don't have the you stole my idea. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go first. I love the, the positive primers and I feel like that's something I really want to do. Um, the start of my day so that's going to be something that i'm going to look at um using and implementing for term three my reflecting on what i'm going to do differently next term i think that's going to be my try something new thing for the term is starting the day with that positive primer and um maybe the snail mail
1: Mm.
0: Mm. because i just know how much that would how much the the kids will will love that rather than popping it in their bag and saying take this home um, I think I might snail mail it. Yeah.
1: And we got our teacher librarian who's really creative to design the front of it. So it's each each one every time we do it, each one will be different with the aim of having kids create and we use kid artwork. Kid artwork.
0: That's a cool yeah. idea. Really great. Yeah.
3: All
0: right. James, what are your
3: takeaways this week? What? Aaron, it's it's <laughs> funny to say that you stole more. But- <laughs> <laughs> so so early on but no i want to explore um like you were saying the positive primers and um exploring the berry street model more and this is more on a side note of looking because we've been reviewing um our practices from a well-being side of specifically what we're offering for trauma informed practice and i've heard so much about the berry street model um but i, I might just want to explore that a, a little bit further Okay, Alice, let's go to you.
1: I think my takeaway will be looking at ways that we can re-engage our parent community. And I really like the idea, James, of just having a coffee and a chat, just something as simple as Mm. that, just to to get them in. And, and, you know, many of our parents have never been on site due to, you know, lockdowns and COVID and that kind of stuff. So looking for simple ways to re-engage the community and and get them excited about what we're doing and what we've got to offer at school. That's my takeaway.
0: Excellent takeaway. Beck.
2: I I too think I'd like to steal the whole postcard idea. We've developed a new one recently with some artwork created by our Aboriginal Education Officer, so I think that would tie in nicely. But I'm being reminded of something that was at uh, a school I was at Uh, previously where we utilized the community liaison officer for good news phone calls. So, like, we want to make that good news phone call, but, you know, we're rushed off or we've got a meeting this afternoon and we don't want to forget about it. We used to have a good news book and we would write in the book what it was. So we would write the date, the teacher, what it was. Like, you know, so-and-so went up a couple of levels in reading or something, really proud of them. And then our community liaison officer would go through that book um, and make those phone calls on our behalf. You know, our Mrs. West has really run off her feet today, but she wants to make sure you know that, that Susie just did really, really well in reading and we're so proud and we just wanted you to know about it. So at least like it kind of helps fill the gaps when we're on the go and we don't get to make those good news phone calls. So at least again, them seeing that phone number. Um, didn't make them go, ugh, the school again. You know, you never knew. So I'm thinking I've got a wonderful community liaison officer and we haven't utilised her for anything like that. So I'm going to take that back to my exec team and have a conversation around could this possibly be something we do to help fill the gap when our teachers don't have time to make those phone calls home.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. To Everyone take that as an extra takeaway. (laughs) that to your takeaway list well that is it for episode 19 and we um we hope you've enjoyed this episode and got a lot out of it. but we are excited to let you know about what is happening for our very next episode uh which is episode 20 and that is going to be a very special live audience uh recording um of the teacher takeaway podcast so pop this date in your diaries. It is happening on the 6th of July. So a Wednesday evening, 8pm via Zoom. And we will um, we will be chatting with our audience, giving our audience a chance to listen in as we record, ask questions. Um, we'd love you to join us. There will be a Google um, form for you to register coming out on our socials. So make sure you register via that so you can get the link to the event um, but if you can't join us for that we would still love to hear for you for uh, from you for that episode so drop us your questions your comments your ideas your topics um, for us to dive into in that episode with our audience and even get thoughts from our audience as well via our social so you can reach out via our um, accounts on our facebook Instagram or Twitter and drop us your questions. We would love to uh, put them to our audience as well, Um, but we would love you to join us. So we hope that you will um, be with us for episode 20 on the 6th of July, but that is it for episode 19. Uh, We're wishing you a great week. If you are on holidays, we hope you are relaxing and enjoying it. If you're about to go on holidays, like some of our other colleagues in New South Wales and a few other states, enjoy the upcoming holidays, rest, relax, refresh yourselves. And we look forward to episode 20 and hope you can join us for that.